0: Hello and welcome to this message from the room. We hope that this message from Pastor Billy Pate inspires and challenges you towards a greater relationship with Jesus Christ. Now let's join Pastor Billy Pate for another exciting message. You say come to the Uh, As you're turning there I just want to share this morning we had our prayer time at 9 o'clock this morning and I'm telling you the presence of God was powerful in our prayer time. God is speaking some great things uh, through key individuals in our church and He just affirms to us constantly and consistently that His plan is not forsaken. His plan is not supplanted. His plan is going forward and He will do what He has promised He will do. That's not just for our church, but that's also for you as an individual. If God's made a promise to you, if God's made a commitment to you, if God has spoken to you about something that you have prayed and sought Him over, I've come to tell you this morning that God's promise is... He's not slack concerning His promise today, but He will bring it to completion. He will do what He says He will do. This passage that I want to preach to you from this morning has been on my mind even before the first of the year and... We've been praying it in our Sunday morning prayer time and uh, I think it's a passage that God is speaking to the church right now, uh, certainly our church, and I think it's a timely word from God. And so, Matthew chapter 16 verse 13 uh, is the passage, of course, that I'm referring to. And I, I just want to say this before I read it. You know, this church has been on an amazing and challenging journey. It's If you go back and you look at all the things throughout the history of this church, I mean, this church is almost... Uh, 93, 94 years in its existence uh, as an assembly of God. I don't know how long it existed prior to becoming an assembly of God church. But it's been on an amazing journey. And even in the last six years with us as your pastors, as we went from our old building into the new building, and just all the, the transition that God has brought us through, it's been an amazing journey. But it's also been a challenging journey. We've had some highs and we've had some lows. We've had some ups. And we've had some downs. We've had some victories that we've won. And we've had some difficulties along the way. We've lost some battles and we've won some battles. But through it all, one thing has always remained the same. And that is that there is a sense that God has called us for a special purpose that we are standing always at the gates of a breakthrough, that we are on a springboard to a new level, and we feel that we are just a victory away from stepping into the promised land that God has given us and shown us. We are on the cusp of something different and the cusp of something to change. And we cannot let go of what God has promised us and what God has spoke to us. He has confirmed it among many witnesses, not just one. He has spoken over and over again in this house. declared it and we're not letting go of God's promise for the river this morning somebody ought to say amen to that at times we felt tremendous pressure and we felt the temptation to turn back and I read to you out of Isaiah 52 and 12 and he said you'll not go in haste you'll not run from the fight my God goes before me and he is my rear guard he's got this this morning he's covering us by the blood of the lamb today I've come to tell you today that we've come too far to only come this far. We've invested too much to stop short now. No turning back, no turning back. We have committed to the process and we're all in. Tell somebody next to you, I'm all in this morning. I'm all in this morning. This morning and really for the next two weeks, next two weeks or so, I want to preach to you on pressing the gates. The enemy means to keep us out, but he has no chance. So who is going to help me press the gates is my question this morning. Who is going to help me shake the bars... And kick down some walls And if you'll do that this morning Then I'm going to ask you to do something a little different today I'm going to ask you to stand to your feet this morning And we're going to pray an anointing upon this message today I believe that God has given us a word for now Amen Let's go after him this morning And let's ask God to confirm it amongst us today In this place Father we plead the blood over this house today Lord we ask your anointing to break down every wall And break down every yoke Father you've created a group of people That are called to press the gates of the enemy the gates of hell shall not prevail against this church And we declare, Father, in the presence of the Holy Ghost And in the presence of these many witnesses That we're going on through to all that you have promised us today We pray your anointing, Father, on this place today We pray that there is an anointing Not only to listen, but to hear and to receive your word To, uh, to make it apply to our lives And to transform us from the inside out We all stand together in agreement today. In Jesus' name, and everybody says amen. You can be seated. Amen. Matthew chapter 16, verse 13. Matthew chapter 16, verse 13. When Jesus came into the region of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, saying, Who do men say that I, the Son of Man, am? So they said, Some say you're John the Baptist, some say you're Elijah, others Jeremiah, or one of the other prophets. And he said to them, But who do you say that I am? And Simon Peter answered and said, You are the Christ, the Son of the living God. Jesus answered and said to him, Blessed are you, Simon bar for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father who is in heaven. And I also say to you that you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. I will give you, I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven, and whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. What a powerful moment. A transformative moment. A moment where Jesus begins to reveal and begins to to show what is going to happen to him, why he's come, his purpose in being sent to this earth. I want to go back just a bit and I want to give you some background to the region of Caesarea Philippi. Caesarea Philippi was formerly known as a a town named Panias. It was named after the god Pan, and it was a central worship place to worship the God Pan. It was a beautiful location. It's set at the base of Mount Hermon where the headwaters of the Jordan River flowed. And so it was just this beautiful resort town. And matter of fact, it was kind of like um, the Las Vegas of the time. It was a place where the Romans would go and get away and, and really... Uh, literally anything that the world had to offer was available to, available to them. It was a place of, of of idol worship. It was a place that was cosmopolitan. Every uh, emergence of all kinds of cultures were there, and so you could literally just get anything that the world had to offer. It was it was found there in Caesarea Philippi. But it was also a place of the occult. It was also a place of great worship. It's a place where I said like. They uh, worship the god Pan and and the god Pan is where we get our name for the word panic. It's where we get the the term fear and so uh, he was the god of fear. And there was this uh, hole in the side uh, of the rock and, and that hole is where it was thought that this god Pan resided and, and they would use that story to, 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 to tell the children that they needed to act right or the god Pan would come down and get them. And so it was a, uh, he was the god of fear and he struck fear in the lives of the people. And it was known as the gates of hell. It was known as the gates of hell, his dwelling place or the place where he was thought to be. And so Jesus takes his disciples on a journey. And he takes them down this road to Caesarea Philippi. And it's at that place he begins to declare who he is, what, what his purpose is, and with the backdrop of everything that the world has to offer, And with the backdrop of everything that would be fearful to you, anything that would drive fear in your life or scare you, Jesus stands in the midst of both of those where they collide and He says, listen to me, I am Jesus Christ. I am the Son of the living God. I have been sent and no matter what, I will build my church and the gates of hell will never prevail against it. All that hell has to offer and all that hell has to wage against us, none of it will stand on the confession of that the faith that I am Jesus Christ and I am God's son wow when you understand that it brings a lot of emphasis to the passage of scripture and so with that passage and with that understanding I want to give you three things this morning that you need to know as we press in on the gates of the enemy go back with me to verse 13 it says when Jesus came into the region he asked his disciples who to men say that I am some say you're Elijah some Jeremiah some one of the other prophets and he said to them, verse 15, but who do you say that I am? I, I understand that I said to you, who do men say that I am? But really what I want to know this morning is who do you say that I am? You've heard conjecture. You've heard speculation. You've heard hearsay and, and uh, rumors. But my question to you men is, who do you say that I am? And Peter answered and said, you are the Christ. You are the Son of the living God. Who do you say I am? You know that the answer to this question is the most important answer that you'll ever give in your entire life. The answer to this question that Jesus not only posed to those 12 men, but he poses to us, as individuals that that are seeking after Him. He asks us, everyone, but who do you say that I am? It's pivotal to the outcome of your life in eternity. It is the confession of your faith regardless of the answer that you give. Did you hear me? Regardless of the answer you give to that question, it is the confession of your faith. It is what you have chosen to put your faith in, is the answer to that question. I choose today to put my faith in Jesus Christ. Peter chose to put his faith in Jesus Christ. Who do you say I am? And he says, you're God. You're God. Peter Peter understands exactly who he is and whose presence he stands Verse 16 says, you are the Christ, the Son of the living God. My first point to you this morning is this. That everything rises and falls upon the confession that Jesus is the Christ. Everything. I said everything. Everything rises and falls upon the confession that Jesus is the Christ. Every difficulty, every victory, every up, every down, every church, every business, every marriage, every relationship rises and falls upon the confession that Jesus Christ is God. When I'm lost and don't know what to do, I can always go back to this. You are the Christ. You are the son of the living God. That confession, that confession is based on what you have positioned yourself to see. Listen to me. That confession of whether or not you respond to that question in the right way. Jesus, you are God or perhaps you're someone else. All depends on how you have positioned yourself to see. It's based on the revelation that you have received. It's based on your understanding of Him and what He is to your life. i said this a couple of times over the last few weeks and I want to I kind of stop here and just kind of drive this in one more time. And that is that revelation comes to you in two parts. Both parts together deliver the revelation. It is only partly understood. The understanding of who Jesus Christ is is only partly understood unless you receive both parts of the revelation. The first part comes through impartation. In other words, what I've come to understand through empirical data. How I gather understanding through my senses. What I've come to notice. What I've come to understand. What I've come to see. What I've come to witness. Impartation happens in the mind. I'll receive it in my mind. The other part of revelation is incarnation. That is when the things I have seen and heard are now a part of who I am. The nature of Christ himself that I have witnessed is now a part of the knowledge and it is now my nature and my character. It's not just something I know. It's not just something I've heard. But it's something I live. It's something I experience. It's no longer just something beyond me. It's something that's a part of me. It's in my spirit and it exudes from my being and my character. Paul shows us this. In Colossians 1.9, he says, For this reason we also, since the day we heard it, do not cease to pray for you and to ask that you may be filled with the knowledge of His will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding. Impartation. Then verse 10 says, That you may walk worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing Him, being fruitful in every good work, and increasing in the knowledge of God. Incarnation. He says, I want you to get it, and then I want you to live it. I want you to hear it and understand it, and then I want you to walk in it. And when you walk in it, you'll be fruitful in every good word. It's not just in the talk, but it's also in the walk. It takes both of them to make sure the revelation takes hold and is firmly planted and placed in your life and begins to produce some fruit. So again, the confession is based on what you have positioned yourself to see. The fact is that all of us see what we want to see. We see what we want to see. If we want to find Christ in the situation, we can find Him. You may have to do a little seeking. You may have to do a little searching. But you can find Him if you will look for Him. If you belong to Him, you've been walking with Him, guess what? He is also walking with you. Not only are we His people, He is also our God. Seek Him and discover Him and declare where He is in the middle of it all. It's about positioning yourself so you can see better. Jesus says, who I am and who am I? And Peter says, you're God. Everything rises and falls upon that confession that Jesus is the Christ. Is He going to be Christ in my marriage? Is he going to be Christ in my finances? Is he going to be Christ in my business? Is he going to be Christ in my job, in my children, in my difficulty? Or is he not? Because success is determined by the response to his question. Who do you say I am? You're Christ. I may not know what to do, but I know you're Christ. I know you're the son of the living God. I may not know where to go, but I know you're God, and I know you're in the middle of this. I may not understand how to fix everything around me, but I do know this, you're God, and you're still on the throne this morning. I know that, that I'm not God, you're God, and you're going to work it out for my good if I will put you in the center of the circumstance. He says in verse 17, flesh and blood didn't reveal this to you. Do you know that you never get spiritual understanding by fleshly means? I need to say that again. You never get spiritual understanding by fleshly means. Flesh and blood can't reveal to you the things of God. Digging into stuff, seeking things out, speculating, conversating... Trying to, trying to discover all the... Listen, flesh and blood can't reveal it to you. God is the only one to reveal things to you. It takes time in prayer. It takes time on your knees. It takes time listening to Him. Flesh and blood can't reveal to you the things of God. Only time in His presence and in His Word reveal the things of God. Flesh will never reveal Christ in any situation. I said flesh won't ever reveal Christ in any situation. The flesh doesn't want Christ in the situation. And it will never reveal Christ. The only thing it will reveal and try to reveal to you is the absence of Christ in the situation. It will try to convince you and tell you that He ain't here. He ain't in this. He's long gone. He said, bye bye. He said, adios. He said, see you later. Jesus says, who I am. Peter says, you're God. And then Jesus says this, he says that's right. And he says you're Peter and together hell can't stop us. He's Jesus, he's Jesus, I said he's Jesus and we are his church and together hell can't stop us. You tell him who he is and he will always tell you who you are. Jesus says, based on who I am and who you are, we have a rock now to build a foundation on and we're going to build some things together based on that. Verse 18. And I also say to you that you are Peter and on this rock I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. The second thing I want you to understand today is Christ will build this church. I said Christ will build this church. The scripture declares he will build his church. And this church is his church. He will build this church. He has been committed. We have been committed to him. Dedicated to him. Focused on him. It is his and he will build it. He says I'm going to do it. I'm not going to try to do it. I'm not going to hope to do it. I'm not going to... Try to, to, to build it among, among the situations that you face. He said, it's a promise of Christ himself. I will build my... It's an I will statement. Verse 1 of Psalms 127 says, Unless the Lord builds the house, they labor in vain. Who build it? Unless the Lord guards the city, the watchman stays awake in vain. We serve notice on the enemy this morning. That this is his church. We confess in this house that He is the Christ, the Son of the living God. And His promise to us is always that He will build His church upon that confession. Upon that reality, I said in spite of the devil's plans, he will build his church. In spite of the opposition, he will build the church. In spite of a seeming lack of resources, he will build the church. In spite of disappointment, derailment, discouragement, distraction, destruction, and disillusionment, he will build the church this morning. Come on and give the Lord a hand clap of praise in this place. He'll build his church. And the gates of hell are not going to prevail against it. And so what's your gate today? What's your gate today? What's the hurdle that's standing in front of you? What's what's the barrier or the wall that the enemy has put in front of you? What is it that the enemy has put in front of the church today? What gate is the church facing? Because I say it cannot prevail. Gates are coming down, walls are breaking down Separation is no more Tear down the wall and smash the gates Step across the threshold this morning And walk into the promise of God This is God's city This is God's town And this is God's church And nothing the enemy wants to do will prosper Isaiah 54, 17 says, No weapon formed against you shall prosper, and every tongue which rises against you in judgment you shall condemn. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord, and their righteousness is from me, says the Lord. So we come to this house today to say 2016 is the year the Lord builds this church. I said this is a a day that we've come in here to declare that 2016 is the year that the Lord builds this church and the gates of hell are crushed under our feet. A year of acceleration as we step into the promise that God has for us. Verse 19. He says, I'll give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven and whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. The last point I want to make is he's given us the keys of the kingdom. He's given us the keys to his kingdom. The keys to his kingdom invading this earth. His kingdom, we pray his kingdom come that his will be done in this place. We have the keys to victory. You have the keys to victory. You have the keys to success. You have the keys to blessing and favor. You have the keys to every door of provision that you need. Jesus said, I have given you the keys. Every person in this room, and I said every person in this room, every person in this room is a key to the kingdom of God. Key people strategically placed and positioned by God to influence the lost, to disrupt the darkness, and to release the light of Christ. Key individuals. Every person is a key. Your your, Your neighbor may not believe it, so won't you tell them that they're a key this morning. You're a key. You're a key to the kingdom. There are key opportunities to establish God's kingdom available to us. There are key victories to overthrow darkness available to us. Keys. Keys. Keys speak of access. Keys speak of access. He's given us full access this morning to the things that he has promised us. And there is no gate that can shut us out this morning. You may feel locked out, kept out, put out. But Jesus says, I've given you the key. You have the key this morning You have the key to victory Amber would you come So we say this morning So devil move or get moved Get out of the way Or get knocked out of the way Because we're coming through You have kept the river at bay long enough But today is the day of victory Somebody Today is the day we say this church will be built And the gates of hell will not prevail We are pressing the gates And we're going on through to the other side Let's press them together Last week of our fast And we're going on through to victory This is a week where the spiritual warriors In the house come to life So let's start warring on behalf of the kingdom of God Somebody help me this morning We've come to fight a battle. We've come to win a victory. We've come to build a church. This is His church. He is the Christ and we declare it in this house. This is His church and He will build it this morning. He's given us the keys and we're going through the gates. Would you stand on your feet? We hope you have enjoyed and been encouraged by this message. We would love for you to join us at the River on Sunday mornings at 9.45 for Sunday school and at 10.30 for morning worship. We also provide our midweek service for all ages on Wednesdays at 7 If you would like to support the various ministries at the River, please go to our giving tab. We would love for you to visit us at 1110 South Preston Street, Burleson, Texas. And as always, we encourage oh you come experience life with us me at the river. once and more Till I found myself Face down on your shoulders